Welcome to the Drum Shuffle, a podcast offering insights, perspectives, and conversations for drummers. I'm your host, Jamie Eads. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Drum Shuffle. Jamie Eads joining you as always. This is episode 38. We are honored to bring to you a very special guest this week. We will be joined in just a moment by April Samuels, who is the CEO and founder of the Breast Cancer Can Stick It Foundation. Of course, this month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and April is just a fantastic, phenomenal drummer uh, who has such an inspirational story to share. So she's going to be joining us in just a moment. Please stay tuned for these words from Lost Cabos Drumsticks. The best kept secret for drummers is finally out. Lost Cabos Drumsticks may look like the sticks you grew up with, but these are not your father's drumsticks. Lost Cabos Drumsticks is Canada's number one drumstick brand, and they are coming to a retailer near you. Lost Cabos works hard to ensure they leave the world a better place than how they found it. In addition to their work with the FSC, which helps to prevent deforestation and manage environmental risks, Lost Cabos Drumsticks also partners with many local and international nonprofit organizations, including Breast Cancer Can Stick It Foundation and the Canadian Cancer Society. To get involved, look for a Lost Cabos pink-dipped drumstick at your local music instrument retailer. With three different models to choose from and a portion of all proceeds going to support cancer research to find a cure, you might just find your new favorite drumstick. To learn more about Lost Cabos Drumsticks, visit them online at lostcabosdrumsticks.com. Follow them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and don't forget to ask for Lost Cabos Drumsticks at your favorite retailer. Dare to be different. Join the Red Hickory Revolution with Lost Cabos Drumsticks. All right, guys and girls, as I mentioned in my intro, going to be joined in just a second by April Samuels, uh, the founder of uh, the Breast Cancer Can Stick It Foundation, just a fantastic organization based out of Dallas, Texas, uh, that just does phenomenal work. And it ties in uh, help for folks uh, that are dealing with breast cancer and drumming. Uh, So it's a cause that's very near and dear to our hearts over here at the Drum Shuffle. Uh, And it's just, again, such an inspirational story that April has to share. So please help me welcome to the Drum Shuffle, April Samuels. April, how's it going tonight? I'm great. How are you doing, Jamie? I am doing well. Thanks for asking. Hey, thanks so much for taking time to come on the Drum Shuffle. We appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, no worries at all. We uh, we wanted to get you on here. Of course, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and you've just got all kinds of great stuff going on with uh, Breast Cancer Can Stick It Foundation. Um, we're running an ad this month uh, from Los Cabos Drumsticks, which we're both yeah. Los Cabos artists. Uh, yes talking a little bit about their pink sticks and all that good stuff. But what I really want to do is I want you to share your story with our crowd because it's so inspirational. But walk us through, how did you become a drummer to begin with? And then let's talk about 
your just incredible survival story. Well, thanks. Yeah. So uh, it's really like three catalysts to me becoming a drummer. Um, my cousin had a drum set all growing up. He was older than me. And anytime I would go visit my aunt, you know, he had this drum set. I just thought it was the coolest thing. And then I had a best friend whose older brother also had a drum set. So from a very young age, I was kind of exposed to drums, you know, and I just thought they were the coolest thing. And then my brother started taking guitar lessons. I was about five and he was seven. And we were in this music store um, waiting for him to finish his lesson. And I found a pair of drumsticks and I just really had to have them. I'm just pulling on my mom's dress. I'm like, mom, mom, please give me these drumsticks. And so finally she got them for me. I hit everything in the house for as long <laughs> as I could. Uh, around eight years old, I got one of those paper drum sets for Christmas from Sears. Yeah. said like rhythm and blues on the, on the bass drum head there. Um, started smacking away on that. Um, my parents said if I was still interested by the time I was 11 that they would put me in private lessons. So at 11 years old, they put me in private lessons and bought me my first you know, quasi-real drum, drum set, and that's kind of how it started out. Oh, that's so awesome. You know, yeah. I mean, it's the story of so many of us, really. You know, it's just, right, yeah. I, I don't know what it is about drummers, but it's just like we're, we're sucked into the instrument, you know, I mean, yeah, from, yeah. from the, the very earliest ages. Um, so when you got your first drum set, you know, you, you're just a, a kid. I mean, right. were you, and you started taking private lessons. How old were you when you started jamming with bands and all that good stuff? Well, what was cool is my brother, you know, like I said, was taking guitar lessons. So we started jamming together right away, um, you know, playing old classic rock stuff and things like that, just as a little two-piece. We didn't have a singer. Sometimes I would try to sing along with my old Sure headset, you know, the, the first ones that kind of went over the top <laughs> of your head, if you remember those back yeah. in the day. And uh, so my brother and I uh, kind of started a band, just us, and we were, in fact, called Us. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> So our name was us. And then we added a friend of his uh, who played keyboards. And so we had him kind of like play bass notes on this little Radio Shack, like quarter piano sized keyboard that we threw on a guitar strap with a really long extension cord for the power. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty hilarious. And so we just kind of started jamming uh, like that. And my first real gig out, though, I was 19. You know, I did a lot of like talent shows and things like that. Um, but I started playing gigs when I was 19. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, it goes without saying, anybody that's that's checked out your playing, you're an incredible drummer. You know, I mean, it's, oh, you, you're welcome. I mean, it, you know, you can tell that you've done it your whole life. You, you know what oh. I'm saying? It, it's just, yeah. um, you know, you're, you're a great drummer. And, you know, I think what's so cool about your story and i'm i'm not trying to put words in your mouth i want you to tell the story but yeah. you took your passion for the instrument and turned it into quite literally a a life changing um passion for you to talk to yeah. us a little bit about you know your your story and and your diagnosis and and you know what you did from that point on yeah you know I, I love telling this because it's really kind of cool. You, you know, I was, I was playing drums forever and playing in a lot of bands, doing a lot of uh, recording projects and things like that. You know, I pl probably played gigs and recorded with 40 different bands, I bet. And, you know, you keep thinking as, as a drummer, you're like, 
you know, I want to do this for a living. I want to, you know, tour the world and play arenas and all that. Everybody has the same big dream, right? Yeah. And as I got older and older, I started wondering, you know, well, what, what is this about? It doesn't, it's never felt like a hobby for me. You know, it's felt like, it's felt like my life, you know, it's my biggest passion playing drums, you know, and just kind of wondering, you know, where's this going? I'm getting older. It's, doesn't seem like it's going where I thought. And then in uh, 2010, um, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. It was in October, which is pretty ironic because, you know, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, um, 2010, October. And uh, it, it's funny because two days before I was diagnosed, this is the strangest thing. I was waiting for the results of the biopsy. And I remember clearly laying in bed, and it just hit me like a bolt of lightning. It was like, if you have breast cancer, you're going to be the biggest advocate in the fight against breast cancer that you can be. And I knew what it meant. It was like bring together your passion for drumming and your passion for fighting breast cancer into this one entity and, and figure out a way to bring that together. So I came up with a couple of different slogans. I was like, breast cancer, beat it. Uh, you know, breast cancer can stick it or stick it to breast cancer. Like I came up with these different slogans and literally within two weeks after being diagnosed, I sent these different slogans uh, to a friend of mine who uh, was a graphic artist. And I said, can you play around with this and come up with something? I'm, I'm thinking like this rocker chick behind a drum set and this slogan written on there somehow. And she came back with the uh, logo that everybody sees now that says breast cancer can stick it. It has this chick, you know, rocker chick behind a drum set. And she came back with that, and that's really how the name was chosen, was I sent her all these slogans, and that was the logo that I loved. And so she sent back that, and I was like, I want to start raising funds. So I immediately started selling shirts through Cafe Press, you know, off the, of that, that website. So it was a kind of a one-off deal where people would buy a shirt, and they'd print it, send it out, and whatnot. And I was just raising a little funds here and there for other charities around town. And it just kind of started taking off. Everybody was really digging this idea of, you know, drums and fighting breast cancer and this whole idea of breast cancer can stick it. So people got so interested in, in, in the product that they were wanting to buy more and more shirts. So I started buying them in bulk and just selling them out of my car. So the next thing you know, uh, by 2013, we're an official 501c3 nonprofit, nationally recognized, and, and we're raising funds year after year. Um, and as you know, we started this Drumathon event too, but I don't want to jump too far ahead of you there. <laughs> but yeah, that's the story of breast cancer can stick it right there. Well, yeah, I mean, and we definitely want to talk about Drumathon, which just happened. But, yeah. you know, what I find interesting is that you jumped in, you know, literally head first into putting yeah. your organization together and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, you were diagnosed with a very aggressive form of the disease and you didn't know if you were going to make it, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, so basically, I was diagnosed with what's called triple negative breast cancer. Um, it's a rare, more aggressive form of the disease. It's more likely to recur, more likely to spread all the bad stuff, it, it affects 10 to 20% of women diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, so at the moment of being diagnosed, uh, I remember this part very clearly, of course, as well, sitting at the doctor's office, and I asked him, I said, so of everything that you know right now, it's the worst it could be. Is that right? And he said, yes. So wow. that was before, yeah, it was, it's pretty crazy. Um, and so 
that was before having any treatment or anything like that. So to get the full diagnosis as far as staging and everything like that, they would have to do surgery. And whenever they do surgery uh, for breast cancer or different kinds of cancer, what they want to do is they want to get the tumor out in any area around it to where they have what are called clear margins. And what that means is when they cut out the tumor, anything that's left uh, behind around where the tumor was, they check to make sure there's no cancer. So they keep cutting and cutting until the margins are clear. And then at that point, they can tell how big this actual tumor is and be able to stage you. And you also have to do all these other scans and stuff to make sure that it hasn't spread. So at that point, when he told me that, I hadn't had the surgery or the scans or anything like that. So we started all the scans at that point. Um, fortunately, the scans showed that it hadn't spread anywhere. The next step was actually to have the surgery. Um, this is the point where I had to make a decision. That, did I want to do a lumpectomy? Did I want to do a single mastectomy, a double mastectomy? What did I want to do? I had already decided in my head that if I ever had breast cancer, I was going to have a double mastectomy and not even do reconstruction because I don't, I don't want to ever have breast cancer again as long as I live, right? right. Uh, that's the most important thing to me. I, I just want to live. I don't care about any of the other stuff. I just want to live. I don't care about anything else. So I told them I wanted to go ahead and do a double mastectomy um, and four months of chemo, which was the most aggressive treatment option that you could take. Um, fortunately, after having the surgery, um, I was diagnosed with stage one, so it wasn't as severe or anything like that. But I still, you know, stand firm in my decision because, like I said, it was an aggressive form of breast cancer. If I left there any opening for it to come back in my breast, I have no doubt that it would. And without having breast now, if, it, if I was to have any cancer in the future, like on my chest wall or anything, it makes it a lot easier to find it. I know plenty of women who've had uh, mastectomies and reconstruction, and then they get another tumor and they have trouble biopsying it because they're having to work around the implants. And so I didn't want to fool with any of that stuff. You know, I just wanted to cut to the chase, make sure I'm free and clear, and, and, and give myself the best possible prognosis I could. So you basically attacked it the same way you attacked Breast Cancer Can Stick It Foundation, yes. right? I yes, mean- yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the way I always say it is, you know, it was aggressive and I wanted to be aggressive right back. I, I just didn't want to mess around, man. Well, you know? I mean, yeah, the, it, proof point, the proof positive that you're a drummer, you know, I mean, you know, we, we have, uh, you, you know, only one thing that, that we do and that's attack it head on yeah. full force, which is just and so, loud. Yeah. So yeah. amazing to me. Well, you know, I, I would like to think, um, you know, and, and so my connection with, with you guys, I read that your dad is originally from Kentucky and I, of <laughs> <Yes>. course <laughs> we are headquartered in Kentucky. I'm a proud uh-huh. Kentuckian, you know, uh-huh. that's the Kentuckian in your blood, you know, it's uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> just yeah. fight, You're fight, fight. Right. No. And, and, and if you ask anybody, uh, they have met my dad. It's like we're cut from the same cloth big time. We're like the same person. He he actually did fundraisers himself for 16, 17 years and raised uh, over $350,000 at the end of the day. And he's uh, on the board for Breast Cancer Can Stick It Now. So we're real blessed to have him. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, that's that's the way Kentuckians are. We're stubborn and mean and... <laughs> <laughs> Don't mess around, right? That's right. That's right. Uh-huh. Well, so you mentioned earlier the drumathon, and and I do mm-hmm. want you to kind of give us a recap. I messed around and and didn't get you scheduled until after the event happened.
happened, but um, you, you had just kind of a who's who uh, in the world of drumming, and you guys oh, put yeah. on Drumathon in Dallas. Yeah. Tell our listeners a little bit about that event. Yeah, well, first of all, uh, it first started in 2015. I had a buddy of mine who had the idea. Basically, back in the 80s, they used to do a thing in Plano, Texas called the Drumathon, but it was very different because, you know, there was no internet. So the guys would go door to door and get pledges. And the idea back then was that you would just play a solo as long as you possibly could until you're about to fall over. And, and then that's how you would raise funds. The longer you'd play, the more funds you would raise. Well, when he told me about that piece of it, I was like, oh, gosh, I don't think people are going to want to watch that for very long because that's a long time for <laughs> one guy just to do a solo. So I decided to change it up. And so we kind of took the concept sort of like you do with the walks that most of the other cancer organizations do or any other charities where, you know, they, they uh, do fundraising. They have an online team and they fundraise in advance. And then the day of they go to the walk or the run and that kind of thing. So with this, instead, we cater more to the drummers, although anybody can fundraise. So the drummers fundraise online in advance of the actual show. The top 35 fundraisers who raise over $250 get to play a one to two minute solo at the event. And the way the day of the event works out is we have a bunch of bands play. We have a couple of bands. The Breast Cancer Can Stick It Band uh, headlines it. We have some of the celebrity drummers uh, come up and play with us then. We also have like a feature band. And then we have a top fundraising band. So bands can also fundraise as well. So it's super cool. We have like crazy excellent uh, support from some celebrities over the years. We've had Carmine Apice, Vinny Apathy, Mark Schulman, Sandy Gennaro. Um, we had Rich Redmond, uh, Chip Ritter, uh, Greg Potter from the Buddy Rich Band was there this year. I mean, we've had some amazing people over the years. This, this year it was uh, Mark Schulman, Rich Redmond, Sandy Gennaro, Greg Potter, Kathy Rich actually came out too, uh, Buddy Rich's daughter. That's killer. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ch- Chip Ritter was there as well. And then we had it uh, emceed by a local favorite, uh, Rick Hare, who is the drummer for Basket Case and Sedated here in the Dallas Fort Worth area. So it was, it's just a really, really cool day of fun. And the cool thing is each year we raise more and more. So the, the Drumathon in 2015, we raised 13,000. In 2016, we raised 26,000. In 2017, we raised 35000 and this year we raised nearly $55,000. Wow. So it's just, it's really cool. You can tell I get very excited about it. It's, it's, it's our largest annual fundraiser, and it is definitely responsible for the, the big impact that we're having in our community. Well, yeah, and, you know, it's... It, uh... I think what's so cool is, you know, most of my listeners are obviously going to be drummers, you know, and I I think musicians by and large are people that are very giving of their time and their efforts, you know, Mm -hmm. for, for causes that they hold near and dear. I mean, I know most of the bands that I've played in. If somebody calls and says, hey, we're doing a fundraiser, it's just automatic. We're there. We'll play. You you know, how long do we play? Where do we need to be? What time? You know, that kind of thing. Um, You know, so I think what's cool about the the drumathon is the fact that that the bands are are doing what they're in their natural environment. It's not just like another walkathon or, you know, a a phone drive or whatever. It's okay. we're going to raise money and we're going to go out and rock. And, yeah, exactly. You know, it's well attended um, every year. 
I think it's just a, a fantastic idea. And you're doing that just once a year, correct? That's correct. But, you know, just so you know, Jamie, our, our dream is to actually start doing this in several uh, major cities across the United States. So, you know, we're doing it in Dallas right now, but I would love to expand to Nashville, L.A., New York, and have it uh, throughout the year at, at different different locations, maybe like a drumathon tour, if you will. <laughs> that hey, that would be killer, you know. Just yeah, just yeah. remember, you're only one person, though. You can't be in. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. It's all going to be part of the master plan, though. It's, it's funny. A lot of the stuff that have, that's happened with breast cancer can stick it. Anytime I I want to do something, it ends up happening sooner than I think. You know, I'll be like, oh, I want to do a motorcycle rally. And then all of a sudden we're doing a motorcycle rally or, you know, anything like that. It just, it just seems like it, it just kind of happens real naturally. So I assume it, it's going to just kind of happen. Um, you know, we'll make some friends in other cities, maybe have a chapter there and it'll just expand. You know, it's been growing, growing like crazy as it is. So, Well, I mean, clearly. And, and you know, I think if you just keep putting those positive vibes out there that you want to take the drumathon on the road, it'll happen. Yeah. You know, yeah, I think you're right. So, um, I it will help our listeners out a little bit about where they can find more information, how other drummers can get involved with you and, and take part, you know, so really, uh, give give us the plug here. Yeah. So all the information is available at breastcancercanstickit.org, but we also are very, very active on our social media. So we're on Instagram at Breast Cancer Can Stick It. We're on Twitter at, at BCCSI. And we're on Facebook, just Breast Cancer Can Stick It there. And I'm, of course, on, on Facebook with the official April Samuels or my personal page, just April Samuels out there. So you can get all the information there. But there's a ton of ways that you can help. I mean, a lot of people are like, hey, I'm going to you know, sell T-shirts and I'm going to send you a percentage of our, of our sales for my band or we're going to collect donations or we're going to do a GoFundMe page. There's all kinds of opportunities to raise funds for breast cancer kids to get throughout the year. But Drumathon, when it comes up uh, this year, for example, we started uh, opening registration and fundraising up back in May. So a good chunk of the year um, is open for fundraising for Drumathon. So I really hope that a lot of you folks listening right now will, will tune in to drumathon.org. It's D-R-U-M-M-A-T-H-O-N. So there's two M's in there, drumathon.org. And register um, when registration opens up um, next spring. And, and just be a part of it. Come out, man. We have people come from all over. We've had people from Kentucky, from Tennessee, Louisiana, Oklahoma, Connecticut, Pennsylvania. I mean, all over. And, of course, our celebrities come in from L.A. and Chicago. And, I mean, it's, it's not just Dallas. You know, people come in from all over. And we get discounts on hotels. We really hook you up when you come in town. That's fantastic. Well, you know, one of the other things that that I think is really cool, I am a uh, a daily listener to Trunk Nation on uh, oh, yeah, on, yeah. on Sirius XM volume, so I'm I'm giving a plug to the big guy out there. Yeah. But I've always been a fan of Eddie Trunk and I listen to his show almost every day if I can, you know, I spend a lot of time in the car um, and and I heard you on Eddie's show. So, I I mean, that's a pretty big spotlight for for a girl from Dallas who's (laughs) raising money for breast cancer awareness, right? It's so funny that you said that because, you know, we're sitting here talking about how things happen sooner than I would think that they would. Like, as soon as I like have this idea, it's like, it seems like it happens sooner. I've always thought, how cool it would be to reach Eddie Trunk's audience because I think that that audience 
would really connect with breast cancer can stick it. And so what happened is we're friends with a uh, local guitar shop here called the Guitar Sanctuary. They're an amazing group of people. They also have a foundation called uh, Love Life Foundation, who was a sponsor of Drumathon this year. Well, they were going to be hosting Eddie Trunk at the Guitar Sanctuary, and the guy who uh, is the manager over there just, like, asked Eddie, he's like, hey, this girl, she has an organization called Breast Cancer Can Stick It. Can we have her up? And maybe she could be on your show while you're here. And he was like, sure. And they messaged me, and they're like, hey, Eddie's going to be in town this week. You want to come up here for an interview? And I was like, uh, hell to the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it was just really, really stinking cool, you know. And, I mean, like I said, it's the the perfect audience for what we're doing. You know, it's this is all about music. It's all about rock and roll. And it's about helping people. And like you said a minute ago, people really gravitate towards that. You know, musicians and uh, people who love music, uh, they they really uh, gravitate towards this. So it was a really cool fit. And it's funny that you said that. I don't know if you were listening. Um, I think it was uh, the Friday before. Yeah, it was the Friday before Drumathon. It would be the 28th. Um, They actually, the guy at the Guitar Sanctuary told them about Drumathon. And um, sent me a message and, and looped me into an email with Eddie, um, wanting more information on Drumathon so that he could do a push for it in his news segment on that 28th of September. And he actually did a really great plug and talked about Drumathon for a few minutes on his show on that day as well. So we're just super blessed to have some amazing support from some people like that you know it's really cool absolutely well i mean it, it goes without saying you know his audience is just humongous so yeah. you know the the more light you can get shined on, on it the the better um yeah let's talk for just a minute about the lost cabos connection here um yeah. you know i've been on the lost cabos artist roster for two and a half years, something like uh-huh. that. And as an aging drummer, I discovered their red hickory sticks and uh-huh. they save my hands. They just don't shock my old hands as much as, you know, regular white hickory. And and I became a believer and, you know, asked the Gway family if, if they had any room on the roster for me. And they've just been so supportive of me. But uh-huh. what we're really talking about are there pink dipped drumsticks which of course you use um but a portion of the proceeds from selling those pink drumsticks goes to your foundation so can you kind of walk us through how that um how that works yeah actually the pink drumsticks that are for sale that benefit breast cancer can stick it are available only through the Breast Cancer Can Stick It website. It's breastcancercanstickit.org slash store. Um, and they make they make the pink drumsticks, and they also raise funds for an organization out of Canada. So they, they sell those sticks up there for a breast cancer awareness organization in Canada, and then, and then they also provide sticks for us, and we sell those through our website and raise funds for Breast Cancer Can Stick It. So you can go to breastcancercanstickit.org slash store, purchase sticks there, and that will benefit Breast Cancer Can Stick It. And, yeah, you're right. Right. They are amazing. I've been with them uh, a little over a year now, and it's cool how it, it came to be because they've had these pink drumsticks for a while. And I met uh, Corbett Potter, who is a Los Cabos uh, endorser. I met him actually through Drumathon, and uh, he gave me a pair of his sticks. And whenever they were promoting their pink sticks a couple of years ago, he tagged me in it. 
And I was like, that's just really cool. I hadn't seen any other stick company doing that, you know, making pink, pink drumsticks and, and raising funds in the fight against breast cancer. And I was with a different company prior, and last year uh, we were getting down to the wire for Drumathon, and the company that we had been using, it, they just weren't going to be able to, to pull it off. And so I was desperately looking for an organization, and Los Cabos came right to the forefront in my mind because of those pink drumsticks. I reached out to them through Corbett again and hooked right up with them, and they jumped in on the game, and they are just amazing. And like you said, their sticks are awesome. They're holding up a lot better than than the previous sticks I used. You know, I'm smacking away as hard as I can, and they're just lasting a lot longer. And uh, I just really love them. They just came in and saved the day, and they've been really great, not to just just to me as an endorser, but to breast cancer can stick it, which is almost more important to me. You know, that's that's my passion. That's where everything lies for me. So uh, them helping us out has just been an amazing blessing. Yeah, they're just such a great family. They really are. Oh, yeah, they're just yeah, they really are. So awesome. And they, they treat me like I'm some ginormous rock star, which I'm absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> so... <laughs> no, they do that to all of us. I mean, that's I mean, that's just what makes us so cool, and it's again, it's it's another like great family to be a part of, you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we're both uh, on that roster together. Um, yeah. So, April, tell our listeners. So, we, we've got this great organization, you know, Breast Cancer Can Stick It Foundation. You guys are raising all kinds of money for breast cancer research and and, and for folks that are fighting this horrible disease. Mm-hmm. How do you guys come to the rescue? So t- tell us after the money comes in, what are you guys doing? Yeah. So when we first started raising funds, we were really, really focused on research and trials, you know, a cure, basically. Um, and so the, pri- the primary piece of our, of our pie that we would raise would go towards research and, and trials. Um, and after a while, we started raising so much in funds. We were like, we need to have a few different programs. So we made the decision to start raising funds also for mammograms, which you know is very important in the fight against breast cancer as well. There's a lot of women that just can't afford the mammograms, and we found that we would be able to help uh, fund mammograms for women that are underinsured and uninsured uh, through donations to a, a local facility here. So we expanded that to start uh, providing mammograms uh, through a facility. Um, and then we were doing even more. So this is a cool story. Um, in 20, I believe it was 2013, 2014 timeframe. Um, I had a friend who also had triple negative breast cancer. She was actually diagnosed around the same time as I was. And, uh, unfortunately her prognosis wasn't as good. She struggled with breast cancer for many years. And in uh, 2014, she came to one of our fundraisers and handed me a check for $1,000. And she said, please use this to help other people that can't help me anymore. And that just really stuck with me. And uh, it just resonated, you know. And the the, the thing that, that, that would not leave my head was like, I need to start a fund for financial assistance for treatment with with this with her in mind. So uh, finally, it was last year, we were able to start a fund. It's called Dahlia's Breast Cancer Can Stick It Fund. And we raised funds through that uh, for financial assistance for treatment. And we've already given, I believe, uh, $20,000, maybe $25,000 to that. 
Um, last year alone, we were able to help 22 women uh, with their uh, treatment, which is a big deal. I mean, man, the cost of treatment for breast cancer or any kind of cancer is just crazy. It's so, so expensive. And so to be able to help 22 women last year was, was really cool. And we were able to provide 88 mammograms uh, last year as well. That's just awesome yeah. work. I mean, it's just, it, it really is. I mean, I keep saying that, but, you know, I, I'm just in awe that you took quite possibly the worst day of your life or, or, or you know, those two weeks leading up to getting your test results. Right. The worst time of your life to say, you know what, I am going to fight and I'm going to fight for everybody else as well. That's just, that, that's just amazing to me. It really yeah. is. Well, Thanks, Jamie. You know, somebody put it to me this way uh, one time, and he's so right. You know, whenever you go through something horrible like that, it, it, it builds up a lot of energy within you. And you can either put that energy towards something negative, you know, just being down and depressed and upset and all of that, or you can turn it into something positive. And I think for me, just that lightning bolt a couple of days before I was diagnosed was really the catalyst, you know, that's, that changed my whole thought process for that very second. You know, as soon as I was for sure diagnosed, it was like, it's on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you so. stand up and fight, right? I mean, that's, yeah. it's just what you have to do in, in, in that situation. Okay. So yeah, yeah. we, amazing foundation, amazing work, but now, you. okay, you and I get to geek out for just a minute. All right. I like geeking out. I'm yeah, ready. We're going to geek out <laughs> and, and talk about some of these just smoking hot drum sets you own and play. Um, and they're, I'm just going to tell my listeners right now, go to the website, go to all the social media outlets. April's got some really nice gear. So <laughs> thank you, man. Thanks. Yeah. Let, let's geek out on pink drums for a second. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, I, and all my equipment is listed at aprilsamuels.com uh, slash equipment, I think it is, or you can just go to aprilsamuels.com and hit the equipment gear list there at the top. But, um, yeah, so I, I started out, my main kit um, that I used to play was a Pearl Master Custom uh, set, which I love. It's a fusion kit, 10, 12, 14, 20 um, maple. I, I love that kit. You know, it's a smaller kit. I recently got that one decked out in the pink and black checkers, thanks to uh, Six Skins Custom Drum Wraps, which is an amazing company. Um, and so they look really killer now. So I've got that going for me. <laughs> um, and then the other kits that I've got, I've got uh, two Rocket Drum Work kits. And so how all this came to be was in 2012, um, I met and was talking to Ricky Rocket at NAMM. Um, and I was really interested in his drums. I checked him out at the NAMM show. They're really sweet drums. And uh, I was talking to him about an endorsement with his company. And uh, as we were nearing one of our first events coming up uh, that year in 2013, or that following year, um, I was you know, talking about getting a new kit and getting a rocket kit and things like that. So out of the blue, um, the sales guy messages me and he says, hey, I was talking to Ricky about what you're doing about your event and we want to donate a black glitter kit with pink hardware uh for you to use at your events right on. um yeah and so they donated this great uh kit is a 10 12 i'm sorry a 12 14 16 22 uh and it's a maple kit as well um 
really sweet. It's got DW hardware. Um, it's got like a trick throw on the snare. Um, it's really, really cool kit. And the thing that makes it really, really special is every drum is signed by Ricky on the inside shell. So it's, it's a really, really cool kit. Um, I was still looking for a bigger rock kind of kit. I play in an 80s spoof band a lot of the times. And, and so I was looking for that kind of arena rock kit too. <laughs> so I decided I was going to get another, a second rocket kit. So I ended up getting a birch, uh, kit, uh, that's a, uh, 12 14 16 18 22 and they're and they're square so it's a you know it's a 10 by 10 12 by 12 14 by 14 16 but you know the whole thing yeah so it's 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 like the big old deep you know drums so they're super loud super vibrant um kit and i, I love that kit too and that one I got done with the the black and pink checkered which all by the way matches my car wrap too so we've got that pink and black checkered happening on, on everything. So, and then of course I have tons of fun snares, you know, Tama metal works. I've got a couple of, uh, Pearl, uh, maple free floaters. I've got one that's an eight by 10 or eight by 14. I've got another that's a piccolo. Um, I got an old, um, an old Ludwig. God, I don't even remember, uh, uh, what, what, what model it was, but it's like a seventies Ludwig aluminum snare. That's killer too. So I've got, I got fun toys, man. I'm yeah. really lucky to have a lot of fun stuff. Well, you know, and Ricky now is a cancer survivor as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, mm-hmm. so and, and he's been so busy. I've been trying to get him on the show. So we're keeping our fingers crossed that we'll have Ricky on here before too long. But, um, you know, I was out in California back when he, he was really ramping up Rocket Drumworks. Yeah. And I actually got to go to his house and hang out for an afternoon with Ricky and, and yeah. uh, Bobby Gibb from Bang Tango. And, oh, cool. Oh, yeah. And check out their drums. And, and, uh, Ricky just I, treated me like a brother, you know, and yeah. which was so cool because I grew up a huge poison fan, you know, right. I mean, I'm yeah. like, dude, I'm sitting in Ricky's workshop talking to right. Ricky about drums. I, I mean, you know, it's just, you know, the things that happen in the drum brotherhood and sisterhood in, in that yeah. case, you know, it's just, we're all rooting for each other so hard and, yeah. and, always down to help out which i think is just so different than than other groups of musicians that's my opinion anyway no you're right and you know with ricky i mean that was just like the coolest thing you know because that was still pretty early on with breast cancer can stick it and and when people take a chance on this organization in the embassy like that it, it, it's really really cool and then to to stick by you like there's a lot of sponsors and things like that 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 started out with us in the very beginning that are still growing you know with us they're alongside us and ricky's been exactly like that like last year you know um carmine was uh set to come down for his second drumathon and or i'm sorry his third drumathon and he had a, a health issue uh where he had to cancel at the last minute and so i was really desperately trying to you know make sure we're still gonna have people come out and then and, and, you know had another celebrity in his place and that kind of thing and and ricky jumped real quick and did an ad for drumathon and posted all over his social media and everything come out to drumathon you don't want to you know just supportive from day one still supportive every year he, he does shout outs for us and plugs for us and you know hooks up with us whenever he's in town and 
and and and really helps promote um, what we're doing, which is a huge help. You know, he's got he's got a very a very big audience, so it's really cool to have his support and so many of the other celebrity artists who, like we were talking about, just not just one year too. Most of these guys they they come back. You know, if if they if they can't make it the next year, they'll come back the next year. You know. You know, Rich Redmond from Jason Aldean, Mark Schulman from Pink, they've been twice. Vinny Appleseen's been twice. Uh, Carmine Apiece has been twice. I mean, it's it's just like, like you said, it's a, it's like a brotherhood. It's, it's, it's like a family. It's very cool. I think that is a testament to your organization and the way you run it, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, when people see a good thing, they want to be involved in, in whatever way they can. Um, you know, that's why you have these guys that say, heck yeah, I'll be there. What do you need? You know what I mean? It's just, it's so great. Um, April, I want to be respectful of your time. I don't want to take up your, your entire night. But one of the traditions that we have here on the drum shuffle is we always ask our guests for a good piece of advice. And I think you could probably give us some insight that, that not too many drummers may have, but share with us a good piece of advice that we can take out into our day-to-day lives. Uh, be genuine. You know, I think that that's the most important thing. People uh, love to be around genuine people, you know, and if you're always yourself, you never have to work at it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that's what I would say. Well, I mean, that's just fantastic advice. And, you know, um, I, I think you are one of the most genuine people I know. You, you have just devoted your life to this cause. And we, we all thank you for doing that. Um, to that end, you know, uh, the Drum Shuffle certainly isn't a, a rich entity as a show that's only been around for a few months. But uh, the Drum Shuffle is going to be making a donation to Breast Cancer Can Stick It this evening for a oh, hundred wow. bucks. Oh, um, man, thank you so much, Jamie. That's killer. Thank you, man. Oh, you're, you're welcome. And we're just glad to, to chip in a little bit and help out however we can. But I want to uh, throw the invitation out there. Please come on our show anytime something's going on. It's a cause that we believe in here over at the show. Uh, so anytime you have news to share, feel free to let me know and we will make sure yeah. that we clear the airwaves for you to get on and, and talk about whatever you've got going on. Okay. Oh man. Thank you so much, Jamie. That is awesome. Thank you. Oh, you are quite welcome, April. Listen, uh, you keep fighting the good fight down there in Texas. Let us know how we can help everybody. Uh, visit April online. It's the breast cancer can stick it foundation. Uh, open your wallets, open your hearts, donate some money to this lady. She is doing God work uh, for breast cancer awareness. April, thank you so much for coming on the Drum Shuffle. Thanks for having me, Jamie. You're welcome. Have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. All right, everybody, that's going to wrap up episode 38 for the Drum Shuffle. Thank you so much for tuning in. We sincerely appreciate it. We cannot do what we're doing over here without every single one of you tuning in. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're using to listen in. We've got some fantastic guests coming up that you're not going to want to miss. Next week, I'm going to be joined by Uli Salazar, who is a marketing and artist relations manager for Ludwig Drums. So all you Ludwig fans are going to have a great conversation with Uli next week. You're not going to want to miss that. 
We love hearing from you throughout the week. Our email address is the drum shuffle podcast at gmail.com. Our web address is the drum And I'm always hanging out over at jamieeds.com. Once again, thanks to April for joining us today. Uh, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, so please look up the Breast Cancer Can Stick It Foundation and make a tax-deductible donation to them today. So, until next time, may your heads stay strong and your sticks never break. Cheers! Cheers!